I missed out on a lot of opportunities because I was thinking, oh, what do I want to do versus mm. how can I actually serve the person I, I want to serve? Really digging into like, who do you want to surround yourself with? Who's your dream client? And like, who are the people that you would love to spend your days with? Welcome to the She Shines podcast with your hosts, brand photographer and serial entrepreneur, Anna Laura, and super proud career woman with a passion for entrepreneurship, Alex. Tune in for some connection, community, and girl talk. Plus, join their conversations with other entrepreneurs and professionals who've been there, built that, and are paying it forward. They'll take your burning questions and turn them into actionable steps with a glass of champagne in hand. Here we go. Alex and I are all about sharing the good, the bad, the glittery, and everything in between. And real talk, this pandemic-ish hit hard. Like for me, I always struggle with separating myself from my business. And so when the pandemic hit, there was just like so many nights of feeling like a failure because I wasn't booking as many shoots. And it's just so frustrating. So this conversation with Vatina was so timely. I think it's, it's so relatable, like you said, especially with everything that is going on. How do you really separate yourself from your work? And that's really why we love this conversation with Vatina. We know it's going to hit home for for so many women. And Mm -hmm. Bettina, she is the owner of Align Creative Minds. Her mission is to help spiritual and wellness entrepreneurs create credible and abundant brands online. And she will share with us her experiences pivoting and relaunching post-COVID and And we really dove deep into this and we so much appreciate her transparency with this. And we know, we know (laughs) you guys are going to love this because I don't know who else is talking about this. Right. (laughs) No, it's online right now. (laughs) But it's so funny because we have all these conversations with our, like within our academy about feeling stuck and, you know, silencing the inner critic. Yes, the perfectionism. Yes, so much fear (laughs) of failure. Yeah, there's just so much packed into this episode. So, girl, if you have been in the same or similar boat that Alex and I have been in these past approximately 1 million months now of COVID, (laughs) then you're definitely going to benefit from this conversation. And be sure as you listen to take note of any questions that you have, because while we are so grateful for you listening to this episode and our podcast, we actually want to hear from you. (laughs) So rather than just listening, we're inviting you in to participate. Here's the deal. This is our number. Text the word podcast to 215 Six zero eight three zero zero two, and we'll text you a link to a ninety second quick get to know you questionnaire. So it's basically like speed dating, except we don't want to know anything about your exes. We just want to know what you want to hear on the podcast next, and what questions you have for us. And as a thank you, we will also send you your choice of one of our exclusive academy resources. Believe it or not, it is really Anna Laura and I on the other end responding to you it's a new way to connect with our fierce crew just like you guys listening girlfriend we cannot wait yes we're so excited so again you're gonna text the word podcast to our personal number that's 215 608 
3002. Standard messaging rates do apply. Your feedback matters to us, girl. We are so excited and look forward to hearing from you. Now, let's get into this value-packed episode. All right, here we go. All right, everyone, welcome back to the She Shines podcast. And we are so excited to be chatting with Bettina Blumenthal today. How are you, Bettina? I am doing so awesome. It's a gloomy day here in Toronto. So being with you, She Shines, gives me a little sunshine today. Uh, (laughs) Yay. (laughs) And we are pumped to be chatting with Bettina because we were actually guests on her podcast maybe a month or a few months ago. Uh, So we were just really excited to kind of give back and and have her on and, and kind of, you know, have her share all the amazing knowledge and experience that that she has. So we we're just really happy that that you came on our podcast <laughs> after yeah, after we were able to come pleasure. on yours. Turning the tables. <laughs> yes. Yes. My pleasure. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Well, I would love for you to just introduce yourself, tell our community what it is that you do and and who you serve. Uh, Absolutely. So my background has been in design. I I went to school for design uh, and graduated in 2012. But I always had this conflict since I graduated that design didn't really serve that wellness spiritual side that was that I was really craving when I when I graduated. So I, you know, I, I went to India, I went and, and found myself, quote unquote, um, in the least cheesy way possible. Uh, and I was running uh, a retreat business for uh, six, seven years once I returned. And I had done my yoga teacher training in India, and that's kind of where that was inspired. And I often did throughout the last even 10 years, I've I've been doing freelance design turned into a creative business agency. And I always had this resistance with design because, you know, it was what I went to school for, but, and it wasn't fulfilling that other side of me. And, and long story short, over the last uh, six months, I've, I've closed down um, two of my businesses. and, And one was that business, wonderful soul that I was so passionate about with the retreats. And, and I always thought, oh, that was how I was going to be fulfilled. And, Mm. and it wasn't until I realized that like, I could, I could still, I had this mission. Like, I, I, I don't know why I had this mission that I wanted to help people heal themselves. Mm-hmm. And I always put the pressure on myself that I needed to be that person to, to guide people on those journeys, hence why I did retreats. And I realized that design has such a power, like it has this uh, impact that it can have on, on people. And I ended up switching my business model within my creative company and started focusing on wellness and spiritual entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And when I closed down my, my, my retreat business, I thought, oh, like, how am I going to be excited to wake up in the morning? Cause that's what got me out of bed was to fulfill this mission. Right. And when I pivoted and really got clear on who I w- was serving, 
I was still being able, I was still able to fulfill that mission of helping people heal themselves because people in the wellness and spiritual world, this is what they're doing. And now I can actually help serve in a larger way. So, to, so in a nutshell, to answer your question, uh, I help spiritual and wellness entrepreneurs create an abundant and credible business online, which so many people are really moving towards right now, given the current circumstances of the world. Mm. Absolutely. There's just so, so much there that you do in in the ways that you serve. You know, part of Shishan's mission is to serve those multi-passionate women. And you definitely fit that category, which is one of the reasons we were so excited to talk talk with you. But it's hard whenever you are so multi-passionate, kind of carving out a unique place for yourself when, you know, the rest of the world is like, no, design is one thing and Mm. spiritual and wellness, like that is something completely different. And those two can't intersect, but Mm. you figured out a way to, to combine those two passions and serve this really unique, you know, niche audience for lack of a better word. Um, But we, that's a, why we are so excited to, to talk with you today and to dive more into that. But before we do, you mentioned, you know, having to close one of your businesses, which like as an entrepreneur, we know like how much work goes into, I mean, it's, it's blood, sweat and tears. And that mm-hmm. you said was six years, seven years, six years. Yeah. Six Officially years. six years, seven years, like the idea was birthed, mm. but yeah. six years running the business. I mean, that's like, you know, what a, a first grader <laughs> in yeah. human in human terms. So that's not, not an easy thing to, to have to set aside or to close and pivot. And we know given the current circumstances of the world, so many women in our community are faced with that, that issue, that challenge, like, do I pivot? Do I just put it on hold? What would be your advice for those women who are kind of in a similar situation that you found yourself in? Well, if I'm being completely honest, I was feeling for, even before COVID hit, I kind of had this like instinct and this, like, it was like a gut feeling that I was outgrowing this company. And when I first started the business, it, it had a totally different, obje- like the, the mission was still the same to help people heal themselves, mm-hmm. but it was initially a tech startup turned to my own retreat company, which is, uh, that's a long story to get there. But, <laughs> um, but I was investing a lot of energy. I was investing a lot of time, a lot of my personal resources into building this business. And after five, six years, like the, I had to be honest with myself. Was I getting the return on my investment for energy financially? And when I was really honest with myself, because, oh, like you, like that inner, like critic, which I know Mm. we're probably going to get into today was real, like, it was coming in hard of being like, you're a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you want to make your parents proud or the people in your life proud and giving up was like not an option. It, then it came to a point where it's like, is that my pride getting in the way? That's, my mm-hmm. pride. that's, that's so my pride getting in the way of a life decision. So for me, uh, it was, 
in my circumstance, it made sense for me to shut down because it was pride getting in the way. When I looked at the actual facts around my business at that time, mm-hmm. it wasn't giving me the proper return. And you could, you could use that same method for an individual program within your business or mm-hmm. like a, a revenue stream within your business. It doesn't have to be your entire business that you're shutting down completely. Mm-hmm. For me, it made sense because I knew that I wasn't I wanted to be a grounded soul, not a wonderful soul anymore. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so it, it made sense for me. So I think it comes down to having a real honest conversation with yourself. And that would be, am I getting the return that I'm giving to this? Of course, when you're first starting a business, you're going to have to give a lot of love to that business. <laughs> it's like you're birthing that business and like creating a solid, solid foundation but when it comes to five, six years, or even if you're like creating a program, you, you have to be honest with yourself. My, my dad often would say to me, Bettina, the numbers don't lie. <laughs> being, being a creative, that made me cringe. Yeah. Like, my husband. I have so yeah. much passion for this. What do you mean? <laughs> the numbers don't lie. So, <laughs> but that is kind of like at the end of the day, being a smart businesswoman. Mm-hmm. You do have to look at at the numbers and also your your energetic investment. Like I would say, energetic investment is is huge, especially if you're multi passionate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if that helps uh, answer answer your question. That was a long winded answer. No, it so much definitely answers the question. I mean, it, it's so relatable to so many women. Even I'm thinking for Anna, Laura, and I, where we've mm-hmm. had to make multiple decisions within the past month. I feel last 30 days of and when COVID had started, but of the time and energy we were putting into certain aspects or programs of She Shines events and and how we were going to pivot and you know are we getting the return on that you know is it worth our you know that energetic investment and mm-hmm. I love how you, how you put that you know your energetic investment I think it's a really beautiful way to to frame you know all the the blood sweat and tears that is going mm-hmm. into your business or brand and and how are you feeling in return, you know, are you getting anything in return? And it's something we really try to talk to our members and community about is getting honest with what you actually want and, and what you're doing, you know, and are you getting that back? So I, I just love how it seems like you're, you have not had any issues with it, but I know you probably have, but to have this like so precise self-awareness to question yourself and, and be able to pivot and make those decisions. And I know that probably comes with years of experience and, and having to learn how to do that throughout your whole life. But again, just another reason why we're so happy to have you on here and, and be the expert on, on this topic because it's just so, so timely, I think now more, more than ever on getting clear, I'm going to use your term again on your energetic investment in, into your business and brand and the actions mm-hmm. that you're taking daily. Yeah, yeah. It's like, where can you, where can you slow down or, mm-hmm. or turn off in order to show up bigger in another area? And that's exactly what you've done through Align Creative Mind and, and, you know, being able to close this one chapter in order to pour more energy into another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think as multi-passionates, it's easy to spread yourself really thin. And I, I had a, a really good 
podcast interview with a woman named Deanna Joy. She owns a, a blog, um, Joy Knows How, and she specializes in multi-passionates. And we were talking about this, how not all your passions have to be speaking at once. Mm-hmm. And that was a big realization for me because I thought that I, I had, like you all of a sudden get this creative idea. The energy is flowing. Like it's just like, wants to shout and scream and it wants to take the the stage but it also distracted me from focusing on one thing and and doing it well and that doesn't mean that I I needed to not do the other things that I really enjoyed but I think the winning formula is if you have a passion for it you can make money doing it and also people really want it like people will pay for it i think that was the one thing that that was missing at times for me is i didn't spend enough time really digging into the psychology around my ica my ideal client and i missed out on a lot of opportunities because i was thinking oh, what do I want to do versus Mm. how can I actually serve the person I want to serve? Mm. So that exercise of really getting clear on your ICA, and we do a lot of that work and we call it the internal branding stage where you're getting clear on who you're serving and also like on your, your passions and like how you can really fuse the two together. But definitely that was one thing that I that I missed out on a lot was how, what will people actually pay for? What do they actually want? What need Mm -hmm. are you feeling for them? And that was something I learned the hard way when I heard crickets (laughs) from people not signing up to my retreats at times. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's, you, you learn these things and they're hard lessons. And trust me, I've spent a lot of, I've had a lot of tears around (laughs) these lessons. Now I can laugh, but but it's all part of the journey. It's definitely mm-hmm. all part of the journey. Yeah. I'm so glad. I know, I know Alex. Yeah. And I, no, I'm no, just like, yes, <laughs> that, that you're bringing up, you know, putting, putting yourself aside and really getting clear on that market research and what others want mm-hmm. from you or what, you know, how, how you can, again, best show up. Often it isn't what we think it is, right. <laughs> which is really hard. <laughs> Going back to that pride and ego, mm-hmm. um, it, it sometimes is a really difficult thing to, to accept. Um, but if, if you are open and receptive to that, it could open yourself up for something so much you know, more than you ever imagined when you started the journey. Yeah. And serving others at the end of the day is, is ultimately what makes us really happy. Like Mm -hmm. seeing the, like getting an email or seeing the results from a client is probably one. It's more rewarding than actually like designing a brand as an example. (laughs) Like I I love like the creativity of that, Mm -hmm. but seeing their reaction and seeing them so excited about their dream coming to life and making it like a, like a material manifestation of their vision is so fun. Like that is so fun for me, but sometimes when you're stressed and overwhelmed, the creative process can be a lot, right? So the end outcome and the reward of them loving it and them serve, like even being able to serve bigger for themselves is pretty epic. Mm 
So I would say that's a big thing as an entrepreneur is really, is really digging into what it is, like, who do you want to surround yourself with? Who's your dream client? And like, who are the people that you would love to spend your days with? Because we're working more than we are at home with our family half the time. Yeah. And that I think is one of the biggest lessons that I've learned on this, this wild, so I call it a soulpreneur journey. Mm-hmm. I love it. So you talked a little bit, well, a lot of it about getting clear <laughs> <laughs> on who you want to serve and that uh, I also love this term that you said, the internal branding stage. What would be your advice to women who maybe are either they're going full time into their passion, like they are diving right in, they're quitting their job, and I'm doing this full time, or maybe they're having like a relaunch like post COVID um, and they need to kind of refresh that internal branding stage? Like where would you recommend that they start to, to get really clear on that, to make sure that they're not just looking to do what they want to do, right? Like, like you said, and make sure that they're actually adding value and that there is a need for, for this idea. Of course. Well, at the end of the day, you do have to look at yourself and look at what people are constantly complimenting you on what are people like are you an amazing listener are you what are you like what are the things that people constantly compliment you on that take note of because how awesome would it be to be able to now incorporate what you already love you probably already love doing whatever (laughs) someone's complimenting you on because it came naturally to you Mm -hmm. and think about the people you want to serve and maybe ask people like, would you pay for this service? Would you pay for this Mm. and do research if it's already available? If it is already available, that it's a great indicator that people will pay for it. Mm. And, and also don't, don't get discouraged when you see a lot of people doing the same thing. There are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of designers in the world. But for some reason, people are attracted to us, you know, and same, same with you guys. But there's a reason why the people you've attracted are attracted to you because Mm -hmm. you have that special like zing, that special Mm -hmm. gift that only you guys are able able to give, right? Mm -hmm. So don't get discouraged when you do the research that, that there's a lot of other people doing it. Like don't ever say, oh, someone's already doing that because the world does need more of X. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe not for everything, but yeah. <laughs> if you're doing something good and serving, yes. But if you're looking to launch a program or to launch a business, definitely do your research. You know, we, we just finished a cohort of people in Abundant Brand, um, which is our branding course. And we had a mix of people. We had people who had been um, do like teaching or coaching for, for years and now we're going online and they've never spent any time mm. going online. So it mm-hmm. was, a, it was re establishing how they did business, but still doing their services in a, in a new way or offering different for, forms of how they're doing their business, maybe group coaching or an online course or whatever that is versus one-on-one. And then we had people join, they might've just like finished a a certification and they're like, I don't know what I really want to (laughs) be. 
And so they were discovering like, actually I can use all my skills and be a life coach mm. or like, and not just a yoga teacher or mm. not. The, and being a yoga teacher also is, is a full enough responsibility yes. <laughs> as well. But, but there's different ways that you can use your skills and it is, it is just a lot of research um, and to see if, if that skill or how you can frame it really at the end of the day, I'm sure you could still offer your skill. It's, it's how you frame how that skill is being used often mm-hmm. and what the outcome is. Uh, I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> no, it and does. so much more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, we are coming up with so many questions because of all the things that, you, that you're touching on. Um, well, it seems like the buzzword of that was research. Mm-hmm. And how would you recommend that people actually do this market research to find out, like to get clear, right. On like who they want to serve, to, to reframe their skills in a way that is going to provide value and not just continue to be a hobby. Like how we, we've completed market research, you know, back when we did events, we would give a survey after each event and we would have a Google doc and analyze and get very sad if it wasn't all fives. And, you know, and, and, and from listening to our community, that's how we came about the Academy, you know, and we continue right. to, to ask questions and, and polls. And, and so we're just wondering, you know, what, what is, what are your recommendations on that market research and like an effective way to get it done? Yeah, I would say, I mean, I love that you guys brought up the surveys because that's a big thing that we will do as well. Um, Before even creating a new program or creating, uh, maybe I should have done it more when I started creating all my businesses, Um, but now I pass this, this wisdom on to my clients, is really just creating an easy survey monkey with five questions, getting clear on what services you, you would maybe provide. Would this person, would this person purchase this type of service? How much would they pay for it? And asking them like, what are they really struggling with right now? In terms of whatever your service or product is, try and get granular a little bit with what they're struggling with in in that aspect of their life. If you're looking to do more business coaching versus relationship coaching, you might structure your questions a little bit to, to what they're struggling with in that area. But create a list of five questions. People do not have a long attention span, so make it easy for them. Yes, uh, make it really easy for them that they can't. You're like, this will take you two minutes. Mm-hmm. And I know you're scrolling on Instagram for longer than two minutes and this would really be supporting me. So uh, sending them that survey, send it to like 20 people that you think would be your ideal client and, and really getting that life or in real life uh, feedback, and you can even pick up, pick up the phone. That's an even better way because now you have 15 minutes with them and you can ask on the spot questions. But the key to that is always just listening. Like you're really active listening, compassionate listening, hearing what they're struggling with, what they're going through, and depending on your service or product and in what you're offering, see how you can add value to Mm -hmm. their life. And 
I think that that has been the most helpful for us in terms of our own business, but also in terms of helping our, our clients really get clear on what they're going to move forward with. Uh, because the biggest thing is you can have, like some people think that they'll pay for things, but, then, <laughs> but when it comes down to actually bringing out their credit card, they might not pay for it. So you want to ask like these real honest questions at the end of the day, like how important would this be? How will this actually, this solution solve your life? And would you be willing to spend X for this product mm -hmm. or service? Um, not everyone will be honest, but, <laughs> but you can do your best yeah. and they might just not be your client right away. That, that might be the thing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so we're kind of going to segue into, you know, you're talking about struggles and, you know, asking, polling the audience and seeing what they most struggle with. But we also wanted to ask you, what is the biggest struggle that you have seen within your own community um, in regards to mindset, like, you know, with your community starting off on an entrepreneurial journey and they want to tap into their fullest potential, like what, what is the, the roadblock that you initially see most often? I would say the biggest blockage is often perfectionism. Perfectionism is a really big one. I often see, including myself, people getting stuck and not doing things because it's not perfect. Mm, yeah. And, you know, something that often causes perfectionism can be fear of failure or mm -hmm. maybe fear of rejection, <laughs> I guess. A big reminder, and I even tell myself this, is you're not your business. Like as much as like you feel so attached mm -hmm. to the business, you are not your business mm -hmm. and you're not your failures. You're not your mistakes. And you're also not your wins either. Like mm -hmm. it goes both sides of the spectrum, <laughs> right? Not that you won't celebrate those, but we often get attached to to our, our business as our identity. And I really struggled with that myself. And I see many people in the wellness and spiritual worlds get stuck on, get stuck on that. And then they don't do anything. And mm -hmm. the world needs whatever they're offering. And they're not stepping forth because of whatever that desire of not being seen is, is larger than the desire of, of serving others. And I have the biggest compassion for that because that is something that I myself struggled with when I was running uh, my retreat and wellness uh, business. So I, I would say that perfectionism is a big one. Mm -hmm. So glad you touched on that because <laughs> We know it's something that so, so many of our members have struggled with. Um, and when you talk about that blockage, like just so caught up in the idea of perfe perfectionism, excuse me, that you just can't take any action because it needs to, you have this idea in your head of who knows what, that for some reason you think this is the standard of that perfectionism. And, and like you said, you start to identify yourself with your business, with your brand. And now you are caught up. Like it's just one big ball. It's like, wait, hold up girlfriend. Like it's too, like you said, it's two different, it's two different things. So 
how, how do we do that though? Like, how do we separate ourselves from our business, but still show up as a business owner, but still show up as a strong woman and not let the wins or the failures get to us. It seems really hard to do, which it is. I'm but... raising my hand. Yes. <laughs> like, I can't wait for this answer. Yes. We're ready. We're ready. Pen in hand. So yes. go. <laughs> yeah. That's a really, really good question. Um, the biggest thing that's helped me separate from myself from my business is really just not getting caught up in, it's almost like you're not getting caught up in the, like that if you make a mistake that you are like this, like failure or that Mm -hmm. you are like, it's, it's not about you. Right. <laughs> like it's really not about you. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, like if you're gonna get if I get caught up in me making a mistake mm-hmm. and, and really dwelling in it, I'm taking away my energy from the people who I want to serve. And I make like I and I've done that. So don't feel guilty <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my god, that's me. But it's not about mm-hmm. you at the end of the day. And the quicker you can really realize that you are not your mistakes and your mistakes are actually your greatest gift at the end of the day. They're a great gift to, to really understand what you don't want Mm -hmm. or what direction you don't want to go in. And you probably learn quicker from those mistakes than when you're doing things really well. If you're always aiming to do things really, really well all the time, then you're, that tells me and myself included that you're not taking risks to maybe do things differently and you're missing out on opportunities that could be right in front of you. Mm-hmm. But if you're scared of making that mistake or maybe you've had a mistake and, and you're afraid of that, getting that same feeling again, <laughs> that feeling in your heart and your belly where you want to just like throw up and it's not fun to be there, but you it's like a kid who touches the the stove when it's hot. It's like you learn more from that burn than, than you do from your parent keep continuing to tell you, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, right? So the same goes and the same principle applies when, when you're running your business. So you have to try things. And obviously, if it's dangerous, avoid that. Don't take that <laughs> risk. But often danger or fear is an illusion because often you'll be, you are going to be safe doing whatever risk that you're taking. If you're going online or you're putting yourself out on social media, whatever that is, it, we, it's more of a story in your head mm-hmm. <laughs> than it ends up. And you, when you do it, you're like, Oh, I just spent so much energy worrying about this and yeah. I didn't need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I guess the biggest lesson there is it's not about you and, and, and you're really missing out on opportunities for yourself and for the people you're serving when, when you're not leaning in and and taking those, you know, uh, calculated risks that are, Mm -hmm. that are safe. (laughs) I'm not telling anyone to jump and like go skydiving. That's (laughs) what I mean. If you're not, that might not be safe for everyone. (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm having so many light bulb moments over here as, as you're talking. I'm like, oh, she's speaking to me. Because um, I know this is definitely something I, I too, um, I'm still working through it, like separating myself from my businesses. And especially during, you know, a pandemic environment, mm-hmm. it's really easy to get caught up in <laughs> the quote unquote failures or let these things that are more or less pretty much out of your control keep you awake at night or keep you from making that next step forward. So I'm, I'm so grateful for you coming on and sharing your, you know, being so transparent in in your journey and, and that this is something that you too are still working through. But at the end of the day, knowing that nothing, nothing, your wins, your successes, it's not about you. Like, I think we could just literally just that's the name of the episode that's like (laughs) literally everything just put that on your wall right now just know when you show up it's not about you it's about how you can show up better to serve others because that is why you're in business in the first place right (laughs) yeah and I want to even uh mention that now is the time everyone is like being in this new world of ideas, new business models, you're, it's a perfect time to get creative and be excited to fail because you're trying new things and you might just find like a whole new solution to doing business for yourself, which is super exciting. It's also scary, but there's something really exciting about, about being, being creative and knowing that your mistake is not you when you do it, like you're actually, that's being a really good business person. Like you think of like the Steve Jobs of the world, the Elon Musk, like there's like, they're doing these crazy inventions, but they for sure have failed Mm -hmm. more times than us, you know, Mm -hmm. and look at the creations that they've made and how, like how it's affected the world. Like Mm -hmm. this little device right here, Mm-hmm. has changed our life. And, you know, there's other companies that have, have done smartphones and, but it's, they do it different. Well, their whole campaign is think different. So, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and most people don't realize this. I'm such an ad nerd. I, I went to like my background's actually in advertising. Um, but Apple almost went under in like the early nineties and they came out with that campaign think different. Mm. And it's what really gained traction for like, this is like my nerdy side coming out. Sorry guys. <laughs> we love uh, it. <laughs> it really gave traction and it's what helped, like they were going to close, like they weren't going to be existent as a business. This was their last kind of let's, let's give this a try. And that think different campaign changed everything. It changed. If we, they didn't have that one campaign, we, we would not, not know <laughs> smartphones as we know it today, guys. <laughs> but they had to think differently, even for that campaign, to find a new way to market their product and their product. And mm-hmm. for some people listening, it might be your service. So yeah. there's different ways that you can get creative in in how you're you're doing business, how you're marketing your business. And the cool thing is is Apple in the nineties, we didn't have the internet like we did today. They they had to spend a lot of money to create this campaign (laughs) on billboards and commercials where today we can do Facebook ads for like a pretty, 
affordable rate and get exposed to uh, like the exact demographic that you're looking for. It's yeah. kind of brilliant and scary at the same time. <laughs> I mean, talk about energetic investment. <laughs> Apple was probably like on their last legs with that big different campaign. <laughs> Guys, this is it. It needs to work. Um, but Vatina, thank you so much from Goodness. talking about, you know, making a pivot post-COVID and, and getting clear on who you're serving and, and internal branding and market research and self-discovery, tapping into your fullest potential. Like this, I feel like this is going to be an episode that our community can go back to and that I know we will continue to refer to people when they are feeling stuck, um, when they're feeling down on themselves or making a mistake or, or really feeling that imposter syndrome like this. Mm-hmm. This was just such a, a beautiful uh, recording with you and an episode. And I know we are so excited to, to get this message out mm-hmm. into the community. Um, so I know I'll be listening. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely going to listen again. It's like, like going to be a monthly thing. Like, Hey, yeah. this episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so happy. I didn't know. It's like, you never know what to expect when you yeah. come on. And sometimes yeah. I don't even realize the words that will come out of yeah. my mouth. So it's well, new. It was I'm so we're so grateful, but we would love to know where our community can connect with you, what you're working on that we can share. Um, tell us all the things. <laughs> yeah. Well, a great way to connect with me is, well, personally over on Instagram at Vatina Blumenthal. If you're really interested in branding and design, you can always follow our, our biz account, which is at Align Creative Minds. Uh, if you are on the journey of branding and maybe just starting your business or transitioning your business, or maybe you're looking to up level um, your existing business, uh, our email list is a great place to get free resources. We have uh, a guide, which I can send to you guys, which is a brand alignment guide, which is a lot of fun. It's all the things that you need in order to uh, have an aligned and synergistic holistic brand. So I can send you that link if you think that the listeners might. Yes. We'll pop it in the show. (laughs) Yeah. We'll pop it in the show notes for sure. Send it on over. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, So those are great ways to get connected and we love adding a lot of value for our, our, our email list. So definitely get on there. And we love, we love sharing all things branding. That's what we Mm -hmm. nerd out on for sure. And in terms of what we're up to, we, we are launching our second cohort of Abundant Brand 101, and that's launching in the fall, which it's been amazing. It's been really cool to see the transformation and up-leveling and starting of businesses with, uh, with the first cohort. So we're really excited to, to dive into the second, the second, yeah, I guess second cohort. awesome that is amazing so we're going to end the podcast as we end every episode with our rapid fire she shines question round um so we're gonna set this are you a coffee or tea drinker oh i'm a mushroom coffee drinker oh okay okay this that that is a first on the podcast okay people's like preferred drink choices yeah okay so you were in line at your favorite cafe in toronto and uh a girl taps you on the shoulder she's like oh my goodness you're vatina blumenthal um i have three questions to ask you um i would love to pay for your mushroom coffee and my first question is what is your favorite way to connect with the new people 
Ooh, I would say going to a yoga class. <laughs> I love yeah. when people at the yoga, the yoga studio. <laughs> oh, perfect. Um, her second question, socially distanced, of course, <laughs> and through a mask is how can I create community in my life or business? This is a nerdy one, but I have a spiritual book club and that is an amazing way to create healthy and authentic connections with people. (laughs) Yeah, love that. And last question, how do you get your fill of girl talk? I was so social when I was younger and I like, not that I'm even really old right now, Um, (laughs) but I was so extroverted and I went for a million coffees, but now in my thirties, I would say I love quality right Mm. now. I'm at a stage of quality. I love talking to my closest friends and especially my business partner, Leslie, shout out to her. She's like my, my saving grace. (laughs) Um, Hey Leslie. Hey girl. (laughs) She would love you guys. Um, She would love you guys. Um, so I would say she's been my, my lifeline over the last, uh, five months during COVID. So I'm definitely getting a lot of girl talk with her. We feel that. Yes. (laughs) Same with Anna Laura. She's, she's my girl talk. Yes. Biz besties. Well, Bettina, again, thank you so much for coming on and sharing just everything that you did and showing up exactly how you are. Um, we are so appreciative and cannot wait to get this out. Like Alex said, mm-hmm. so ladies, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Definitely, definitely check out the show notes of this episode because we are going to pack in some extra goodies for y'all. And in the meantime, we'll see you on the next episode, but keep shining. Thank you so much for joining us on the She Shines podcast. Before you go, be sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode. Plus, we would love to hear what you enjoyed most. So share a takeaway and be sure to tag us at SheXShines. And lastly, please take a sec to leave a thoughtful review or pass this episode on to someone you feel could use it. Until next time, keep shining. Cheers, girlfriend.